welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theme in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep the show going. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theathenthenow.com for those news, reviews, and interviews. History at the Tonys, gay sex on Fire Island, all as the Beyonce renaissance is upon us. It's time for the Bot 5 Weekly Wrap-Up. If a headline was made, then it's fair game for shade. And joining me on the panel this week is Mikey and Jane. How are you? Hello. Wow, <laughs> so enthusiastic this week. Sorry. Wow. Um, it's not like you both did a solo and now you're back for, uh, for the first time together. Welcome to the two of you. Thank you. Yes. Together, wherever we go. Yeah. Yeah. Together, forever, for the first time. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be fun. We'll see how your dynamic is. Um, uh, Maybe you'll be future partners on The Amazing Race. Maybe you'll never be on the podcast together again. We'll find out maybe. We'll see. Use we'll the see. word. So Michael just bullies me the entirety of the recording session because he's hateful. <laughs> I'm not hateful. I am a person who has emotions and your emotions are different from my emotions and we just so therefore i have to get bullied yes there it is <laughs> yes um we will be taking five pop culture topics headline stories and rather than the usual rapid fire we are going to break them apart and share our thoughts there are lots of things happening in a given week so some of your favorite moments might not be included but if you want to discuss something reach out dm me at michael block talk on instagram no promises we had a fun week of things happening. Um, um, and I'm happy to say that this podcast episode, it's all about diversity. We're not really talking about white people at all. <laughs> I'm still but, upset that we have not included that diary of the wimpy kid trying to kill everybody. Listen, uh. I... Um, <laughs> Between that kid and Ezra Miller, I just, we're going to stay away from things that are going to get people put in prison because I don't think I'm going to say the right things about that. Um, yeah, this kid's crazy. That, Ezra Miller is crazy. Why are there crazy people out there who get a platform? And don't you dare say, why do I have a platform? Because I know you're about to say it. <laughs> Am I right? Were you going to say it? Uh, now I go silent. <laughs> Silence is everything. Here it is. Uh, but yes, many, many things happen. Um, so we're going to talk about the fun things this week. And we're going to start off with the Tony Awards. Uh, history has happened once again in the greatest city in the world as the 2022 Tony Awards were handed out. Hosted by Oscar winner Ariana DeBose, the night saw a colorful array of first-time winners and legends take home trophies. Company and the Lehman Trilogy took home five awards each, while top musical honors went to Michael R. Jackson's A Strange Loop. Individual awards were given to the likes of first-timers Matt Doyle, Miles Frost, and 
Joaquina Kalakongo, and icons like Jason Tyler Ferguson, Patty Lipone, and Felicia Rashad. And a special shout out to Didi O'Connell, one of the hardest working actresses in New York City, who I got to work with when I first moved to New York on Circle Mirror Transformation. So congrats to her. Oh, and um, Jennifer Hudson makes history by joining the EGOT Club, winning a, at the Tonys as a producer for A Strange Loop. She is the 17th person to do so. All right. Um, I did not watch it live because I had a lot of things to do with the house and moving and, you know, all that shit. Um, but I watched performances on the YouTube, most of them, because there are a few that didn't make it to the YouTube. Um, any favorite performances, any highs and lows you want to share about the Tony Awards? Mikey, I know you were... Um, the surrogate host of a party? I was. I was opening my home to a wayward party that needed a place to be because my friend was moving and he likes to host that one. And I do the Oscars, but I also did this one. And it was good. It was fun. It was a large, it was a, not a large group. It was a small group of us theater people and screaming at the television. Um, I will say there really was only one surprise, I think, for the winners. It was. I did not see um, him winning for MJ. I thought it was going to be Jaquel Spivy for Strange Loop because I yes. saw Strange Loop and it was so good. I didn't see MJ. I didn't see MJ either. I haven't seen Strange Loop either. I've been a little busy. But um, as someone posted on Instagram, everyone is so anti Scott Rudin Productions. Why you give people Scott Rudin Production um, platforms, blah, blah, the music man, blah, 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 all that shit. And they're giving awards out to a show, not a jukebox musical of Michael Jackson's music, but about I Michael often. Jackson. So where where do we where where does the line, where's the gray area? What's happening? I understand there are moments you have to separate the artist from the uh, art. It's a touchy subject. I don't know. Um, well, I think the music man we don't want to give awards to and support to because it literally kicked out a show that was having success from its right. home. That's where I'm like, fuck the music man. Like if they had just said like, we want to put the music man up with stunt casting, call it a day, and then like go from there and like pick a venue that was open, great. Yeah. I probably would be like, yeah, music man, we thrive. We love it. But they literally kicked Beetlejuice out, who was selling tickets very well. Right. Put this here. And they're in Dead Man's Land now. Um, all right. What, what performances did we like? Anything that stuck out? Paradise Square. I saw that on Broadway. There's no book. It's a terrible book. Um, but she won for Best Actress. And if you watch the Tony Awards, you can see why Joaquina won for... Best actress. She can hold out a note like Jinx Monsoon. <laughs> no, she can fucking wail. And that, like, I'm like old school. Like, you don't stand in the theater unless it was like life-changing. And like at the end of that song, Let It Burn, the 11 o'clock number of Paradise Square, the whole auditorium stood up and like, she couldn't go on for a couple of minutes because we were just like, it was brilliant. And they did almost no advertising because their producer went to jail. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a thing. Um, you know what I love seeing because it's very personal to me. Um, I love seeing the Spring Awakening reunion. <laughs> wow, we're really striking gold here, Mikey. What is your problem? Why are you trying to destroy my early 20s? 
No, I'm not trying to destroy your early 20s. I just, we also have to talk about how Leah Michelle was not able to read that cue card. Well, Leah Michelle is she busy. Read. No, she's busy trying to potentially learn the lines. Or funny the girl. Is true. Or funny um, girl. If the rumor is yeah. true that she's going to funny girl, that's this, this just proves if you have wealthy friends who produce musicals, that's how you get into musicals because you suck otherwise. Wait, I thought Leah Michelle is canceled. No. So (laughs) there's a conspiracy. (laughs) Let's dive in a little bit. (laughs) So when, with funny girl, everybody knows Leah Michelle wants to be funny girl. When they announced it was Beanie, there were the number of memes that were like, fuck you, Leah Michelle, you racist piece of shit uh, everywhere. And then the reviews came out and people went and saw Beanie in it and she's not very good. So the big thing, which I did see funny girl. She's good on the comedy stuff, but like people and all those other the big numbers, the singing, singing stuff. It's not like the comedic numbers. She's just, that's where she struggles. And so the conspiracy is that they always wanted Leah Michelle, but they had to like throw somebody under the bus that could like take the hit. So they're throwing Beanie under the bus to take the hit so that now people are going, we want Leah, we need her to save the show, which I'm not gonna lie, that's now the internet discourse of like, Leah Michelle's a bitch, but she'll kind of kill the role. Um, <laughs> what is Shoshana Bean doing? Cause Mr. Saturday Night's gonna get closed in soon. Go no put her in it. No Go it ain't, that was, a great, that was a great sell ticket to Tony performance. Go put her in it. Um, you know what? fine if Lee michelle has to do it i will just see it because it has to be buy your tickets now yeah because they're gonna Um, triple but the rumor is with leah michelle you heard who's gonna play mama right rosie yes uh so who knows if this is true or not um we love post tony drama um what other performances do we like obviously six is amazing i'm still bitter that the cast wasn't given some sort of award together because um those fuckers from billy elliott did get those awards so why can't they um give them a special award they're so good um six was a great performance um what else did i enjoy i'll tell you what i did not enjoy and i don't understand maybe this is the staging or the production what they did for I, i don't know the music man was so lackluster i don't get it what was that that was the music man. <laughs> but is that how they staged it? No, they were just trying to sell tickets. And Sutton Foster's getting terrible reviews because she can't belt it. Or she can't sing it. She's a belter. She's not a classic right. soprano. So not, that's mean, why they didn't put, feature her at all. That's why you put Kelly O'Hara in a role like that. Someone who can do that role. Or Audra. You know, um... But I'm going to ask another question. Why does the entertainment industry just hate and forget about Bob Saget? How was he left out of In Memoriam again? I don't get it. He was on Broadway in a Tony-winning play, Hand to God. Sure, he was a replacement, but he was still on Broadway. And you would think after the last time, someone would pick up the slack here. What is going on here? Why do we hate Bob Saget? I love Bob Saget. It might be just like an intern effing up. <laughs> interns, who can use them? Actually, I could use an intern. So interns, <laughs> come at me. Come on. You don't have to be a twink, but twinks preferred. 
No twinks allowed. Mm-mm. Oh, that's no, that's our next topic. Don't worry. Um, yeah, what other things happened at the Tony Awards? Um, Ariana Bose was fine. Um, the opening number was fine. Um, it was cool to see um, the the creative team of Six Win because they're both very, very amazing. Um, back in the before times, they came to see Drag Race Star. Um, so we have a picture when they came to the show. Um, and a lot of British people won things. As they should. Oh, wow. So you're a traitor to this country. Is that what it is? No. I, a lot of the stuff that's being imported from the West End right now, it's just, I'm, gonna lie, I'm not going to lie. It's a lot more creative in my mm-hmm. mind. I'm just waiting for everybody's talking about Jamie. Let's do it. Bring it to Broadway. I'm ready. Don't what you hate drag queens. Is that what it is? Why no, I love the show. I just don't think that it's a show that's going to lend itself to a lot of success with the Broadway audience. You don't even know it. I, I do. I just don't think it's going to be successful. I think it's going to be a money I think, pit. I think if it's in the right theater for the right amount of time, it'll be fine. Listen, if it's off Broadway and they can set it in like New make World? it more like a gym setting, I think it will do really well. Yeah. No, that's why you put it in Circle in the Square. Like Lisa Strada Jones off Broadway was fucking amazing. And the minute it went to Broadway, it was garbage because it lost the like magic of a smaller venue. We're not going to discuss that time period of of musical theater because that was a very important time period in my life. But that was when I was on Broadway. Do you think Um, the shelf Asajj will be involved if they do bring it back on Broadway? Or if they do? Honestly, I could see them including her just because she's a name and she knows the part. I think they would do it. If Bianca Del Rio was available, I would not be shocked if they brought her in. Um, But also, don't be surprised if. some uh, other big names were pulled just to make the show work. Um, like Nina West, who's been touring with Hairspray right now? Oh. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, she would, they would, that would have to be the role Bianca would play, probably. Um, otherwise, it's too small. It's way too small. Um, other, the other three drag roles are way too small for Nina West. Um, but, you know, I th- definitely could see it happening. I would love to see it happening. I think the score is great. The music is 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 right for the time and it's an important story especially now um but we don't do politics on this show right now um but yeah uh what else any other tony award moments or people or things you want to talk about we obviously don't talk about tony fashion because no one gives a shit about what anyone wears at the tony awards no um you could wear like literally sweatpants and i'd be like that's that's a look it's fine (laughs) i wouldn't but it's not as well, it's, not, it's probably out of all the award shows, especially the big four, it's probably the lowest audience watched. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Tony Awards, 2022. At least we're back, we're getting back on track after last year's debacle. Uh, that was a moment. <clears throat> well, let's go to topic number two. The gays have a rom-com filled with stereotypes and inside jokes that at least it's out there. Written and starring Joel Kim Booster, Fire Island is the gay version of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, set in the famous gay getaway of Fire Island off the south shore of Long Island. The cast includes Bowen Yang, Conrad Rickamora, James Scully, Margaret Cho, Matt Rogers, Nick Adams, Zane Phillips, and Zane, I know you remember me, let's get married, baby. Um, the film is available on Hulu, has a 95% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. 
let's discuss what did you both think of Fire Island? Jane, I know you were passionate about this one. Um, I loved it. Like, um, but I am also a little biased because I do love all those actors. Uh, love Bowen, Joel Kim Booster, and um, Matt Rogers. Um, I thought like it was a really great interpretation of Pride and Prejudice to give it not only like a queer twist, but also like have an Asian lead as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to bring more like diversity in the cast. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was like a very simple, cute, like rom-com movie. Yeah. Like it, it kind of like filled in like all the entertaining like facets of a movie. I liked all the inside jokes. I think there was like one line where um, I think it was like in the beginning where either Bowen or Joel were like, oh, I was an early investor for Quibi because originally this movie was supposed to be a Quibi series and then they like turned it into a movie. Now, Mikey, have you been to Fire Island before? I've actually never been. I don't think they want my kind there. We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, Continue. What did you think about the film itself? So I also really liked it. I really liked the cast. I love a good rom-com. Who doesn't love a good rom-com? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, there, there was one small issue that I did have is that they had um, that, that bigger gentleman in the movie and basically he was the most underutilized of all of them. Which one? Oh, 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 oh. oh I, no, I no. don't know the actor's name. I'm terrified. Right, right. I just haven't gotten a chance to like. Yes, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He like spent the entire movie getting his ass eat in the dunes rather than being on stage for much of the action. I think it was mostly because he needed five um, children, quote unquote, from for Pride and Prejudice. For they could have uh, fixed it, but no, I understand what you're saying. Um, it was just like with a movie trying to be like, look at we love diversity and look at we show that Fire Island is for everybody except the big guy go away. Right. Could they have swapped him and um, uh, um, Mr. Crown Man on, on my screen? Yes, they could have made those two. They could have swapped those characters and had the other one more present. It is what it is. But my thing is, I thought it was an excellent movie. I had a lot of fun. I would probably watch it again. But for me, I felt like they were a bit frothy when it came comes to the gatekeeping of Fire Island and the queer community. They very much sugarcoated it. It's a problem. And yeah, what you see on there was kind of set in a comedic way, but like, yeah, go on Instagram, put hashtag Fire Island. You're going to see all groups of white, skinny, gay men Muscle on man. there. And that's it. That's it. That's what the, we're trying to say here. And yeah, um, with the one character being the token um, Asian of the group. Yeah, that's a thing. It literally is a thing. Um, and I wish there was a little more um, impact on that, but I'm glad that we did have um, this other group of the outsiders in a way be as diverse as it was. But I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I have been to Fire Island twice, only on day trips, never done a house share. So I don't know that experience. I don't know the overnight style, but um, I will say that walk from um, Cherry Grove to, um, to the Pines through the meat rack don't do it during the day. Don't do it during the day because your fucking feet will burn. It is a lot. Don't ever do it. It was a stupid idea. I'll never do it again. 
um, but also junk with the meat rack at night. So basically take the water taxes. Why? What's wrong with the meat rack? I don't know Fire Island. Neither do the, the meat rack is basically where it, you will take a step and look to your left or right and see someone having sex. Oh, so it's the bullet on a Thursday night. Where? Who? The bullet bar in LA. I don't know that. Um, oh, babe, there's a tent in the back. You can go walk to the tent anytime you yeah, want. No, this it is all out. This is why I said Survivor, um, Fire Island, let's make it a thing. That would be a show that I would watch. Um, <laughs> you would watch it anyways because it has Survivor in the title. Exactly. Um, no, I think it was a really, really sweet, fun film. Um, it's really cool to see a different character for Bo and Yang to play um kind of the ingenue in a way uh because he's not that on snl yeah. um and even the snl references like that's kind of meta and weird but i'm here for it um but yeah i feel like i know these people I, i've seen these people i've met these people i hate some of these people um but most of them yeah um again it's like i'm not gonna call out anybody but yeah there are groups uh who have those fancy houses and they're that elitist and and it's they didn't shy away from that but i just wish wish it wasn't as watered down because it it is a problem it really is a problem like mikey what you said about you're not you don't think your type's loud there yeah that's how i feel that's how i feel um about fire island yeah um but there was some internet drama about a tweet criticizing the movie for failing the bechtel test the tweeter, Hannah Rosen, got swift pushback as she was trying to make a point about the lack of, quote, lesbian representation, while forgetting this is a rare, rare film about queer AAPI men. As the Hollywood Reporter smartly wrote, stories about one historically excluded identity do not have to be about all of them. What is your take on this whole Bechtel test uh, failure? Uh, it's like... <sighs> It is a loaded question, like in terms of that this movie is speaking for like the queer Asian American. Um, I, I mean, the lead is a queer Asian American right. person. So yeah, like there, there should be like more inclusivity, but I mean, if, if you have like too many things in a movie, it's going to like lose its... Um, direction and its meaning mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's it's not a marvel movie it's just a simple like rom-com movie right i mean to be fair there were two lesbians in the movies the, the yes. um margaret cho's character and then the woman on the boat um at the end the woman um, on the boat does not count because she said one line <laughs> she still said a line um but no I, I mean i understand that but at the same time i mean my final question the second was going to be will we see more queer rom-coms in the mainstream starring well-known performers this is opening doors maybe we will get the um the lesbian fire island story about being life on cherries because this was in the pines and cherry grove is more so the lesbian area so there's a possibility well also i think if we let's say put every marginalized community in one movie then that's hollywood can go great we don't need to make any other movies exactly. about that so we just would get this one film featuring this one marginalized group with everyone else kind of as side characters. No, we should make, rom-coms are great. They fucking pump out 800 rom-coms starring fucking Hilary Swank and Julie, Julia Garner every other freaking week. Like Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. <laughs> Julia, Julia Garner Fox. is not done. I, Ju 
no, no, Julia. No. But wait, leave me alone. Julia Garner is our friend from um, uh, uh, Ozark. See, but still, like, all he's not the... doing any rom coms anytime soon. Uh, that's because the wire transfer has not come through yet. Exactly. It's and the she's, bank. Because she's playing Madonna. She's a little busy. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, mean, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, going back to the, to the Marvel, it would just be the gay Avengers, and we don't need that. Let, let them all come together in, a, in, a, in one film later on. Yeah. I mean, maybe eventually there will be a gay Avengers. So. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, what, who, who, which characters do we like? Who, who, who do we enjoy? I kind of like the um, guy that sort of played uh, Darcy. I, I forgot his name in the film. Um, that was Conrad's character, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the one that was interested in Joel Kim Booster's character. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, interesting take on the character, but I think that was more of the writing of the role because it was it were, he didn't really have much to do and say because it was, it, was, it was awkward. Um, obviously, I, I know he's the quote unquote villain of the story, but I, I love Zane Phillips so much. He is so sweet. I met him a bunch of years ago. Was he Cooper? No, he was Dex. Oh, he was um, so pretty. He's stunning. <laughs> he's beautiful and he's so sweet. Um, so I'm really proud that he's getting this exposure, but yeah, uh, he's going to be famous now. And that's, uh, that's done. Um, I will say Matt Rogers' character is the quintessential homosexual that you just want to slap in the face. Which one? Um, the, the one who ended up having the sex tape about him. I loved him and the, and who's the other one? Uh, the guy with the crown. Mm-hmm. They were great. Yeah, they, they were a very good duo. So great. Um, the no, defense was, is wrong. It was very, oh my God. Um, all you had to do was biological clock is ticking and then I went with a guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, or but, it could never be a Buick Skylock. <laughs> exactly. Um, or just do with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, yeah, she's Spider-Man's mom. Aunt. Uh, same person. Aunt May. Wow. wow. We're going to get to Spider-Man later. <laughs> Full circle this episode. Um, yeah, Fire Island listeners, if you haven't watched it, I recommend it. Um, if you don't like it, honestly, DM me. I want to know why. I want to know if it's because of the content or the writing or if you just homophobic. It's Pride Month. You, you're not allowed to be. So let's, let me know why you didn't like it. You're vicious today. I'm so, I'm in a mood. Um, but people, this next topic, please don't come for me. Uh, we're going to discuss it. We're going to discuss it as is. The seventh studio album from Beyonce is coming. It's coming before Rihanna's once again. Um, six years after her last release, Beyonce has revealed Renaissance, which will be released at midnight on Friday, July 29th. We all know that I prefer Michelle Williams over Beyonce, but <gasps> that's life. Um, what type of album do you expect it to be? I have a theory. Hold on a second. When Jesus Michelle say yes, Michelle nobody can say no. Beyonce? If you said Kelly Rowland, I'd be like, okay, that's fair. But Michelle? She had the hardest parts in every song. I, the lady said go home. No. Um, okay, but let's talk about it. What kind of album do we think it's going to be? Based on what she had alluded to, um, uh, what was it, Vogue that she's, um, she's got the cover story on? Uh, Vanity Fair, whatever one she did. 
think it's Vogue. I think it's going to be a disco dance album. I really do. Bitch, don't tempt me. I really, because the photo of her on the horse, it's very reminiscent of Studio 54. I will take a dance pop album because they'll go back to original Beyonce that I liked. Or we get a classical, like, very, like, operatic, very, like, show off for vocals. That's funny. Um, no, 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 okay. no uh, Apple Music already put it down as pop, so I don't think we're going to get opera. No, 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 but, like, it could be, like, popera. That is a thing. Carmen the hip opera. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. It's, like, my favorite thing. <laughs> Carmen the hip opera is, like, one of my favorites. Starring it's Beyonce. Like, it could be fucking fire. Listen, if it is that and it's fucking fire... Y'all have to come back. I want you to come back on this podcast and tell me I was right. Okay, fine. If it's if it's an op- fire opera, we will we will um, talk about it. If it is opera, I think it would be more like a fire festival. Listen, I mean, disaster. What? What? What, Jane? What would you like to say? Regardless, it is going to be like I feel like it is going to be a very epic. How like Lemonade was a very epic like mm-hmm. album. I'm sure she's going to have some visual aid with it as well. Oh, of course. Um, so if it, or it might be a disco opera. <laughs> it could be. I'll take it. I'll take I'm it. I'm down for disco. I mean, I, I just think when I hear Renaissance, I instantly think like that time period, opera being a thing, the great masters with art. I mean, oh, I also cool. think the name Renaissance when your brain usually goes to like the masters of art is a little bit of a nod to her claiming herself as a master of well, music. Well, there was some masters of art in disco, Donna Summer. She was the queen of disco. Yeah, but still it's a renaissance of music. I don't, is disco considered a renaissance? I think so. It changed music big time. Listen, whatever it's going to be, Beyonce is going to keep us guessing. We'll all have all these great ideas. And then she'll be like, surprise, it's a country album. I'll take it. Um, I mean, it's true. Like, remember the country um, clothing that she came out with with, uh, Blue Ivy and Adidas? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, any chance of a Lady Gaga collab? In this album? Yeah. I don't think so. We're supposed to get Telephone Part 2 eventually, right? They didn't lie to us, did they? If it's opera, it's more of a reason to bring in Gaga because she's classically trained. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, okay. good call. Um, now, <laughs> with little information available, the Beehive has taken to the merch page to buy one of four box sets. Each bundle will include a collectible album, a t-shirt, booklet, and mini poster of one of the quote-unquote four poses. They don't know what it looks like, but they still bought it. Of course. What artist, what artist would you buy merch from before even knowing what it would look like? Rihanna. Oh, um, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> That's hard yeah. for me. I'm so particular about things that I'm like, I don't Same. know if I would spend 40 to $70 on something. I have no idea what it is. Rihanna. Watch it be literally just blank black watch that be the merch and have it say renaissance in invisible ink basically so to one tone that you can't even see it that's kind of fire i'm not gonna fucking lie i have i had a pink sweatshirt that 
it was all black except the lettering was just raised. And so you couldn't like see it, see it unless you looked really closely and could see the raised lettering. Ooh. It was fucking fire. It is, that is super streetwear right now though, doing stuff like that. So if it is, that's so fucking cool. All right. Well, we will see. Um, let's just make a prediction. Um, sound unheard. Where do you predict this album will fall in the Beyonce solo album rankings? What's number one right now? Lemonade? No, no, no. Just in your oh. personal. Because oh. I go back to like the Crazy and Love era. That's like number one. Once we got a little crazy, I was like, no, we're, we're I, 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 once we went away from the pop world, I was like, I miss Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Lemonade's probably them? the number one. Huh? You can rank them? I can't. You can't? No, I feel like each album hits differently for how I'm feeling. Like one week I may have Lemonade at the top. The next week I may have Crazy in Love at the top. And then the next week it might just be Destiny's Child exclusively. And I want nothing to do with solo Beyonce. Like, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Fine. You can't do it. Jane, what about you? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Cause Yeah, like Beyonce for me is sort of like a mood. Like I need to, if I'm like kind of fired up, like my go-to for her is like either Girls or um, Countdown. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like if this is going to be like a disco opera, like um, kind of like groovy tones and whatnot, oh, it's, it's so hard to say also she's so like unexpected like you don't know what you're gonna get from her whereas I feel like a lot of um other musicians and artists you could kind of predict what they're gonna Mm -hmm. do next and her like every single album of hers like is very different from the other um she's very different from like someone like Madonna you know um is there a chance that this album will be a complete letdown I don't think so. Like compared to her, fa- like even if it is, she is gonna find a way to like bring it back. Like how um, which album didn't do so well, but then when she announced her pregnancy, it like rose back up again. It's the one that did have countdown in it and uh, love on top. No, that album did really well. In the in the beginning, not as well as compared her other albums and then when she announced her pregnancy it like um then it like wrote the sales increased again because then she did that vma performance Mm. well i guess we'll find out in about a month um will you be staying up until midnight to listen to it i'm too old Uh, (laughs) wow you're too old mikey wow um when do you turn 30 december yeah, talk to us so. then. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, topic number four. After releasing her new song, Girls, Lizza was hit with criticism for using an, quote, ableist slur in the track. She took to Instagram to apologize and share it was not her intent to use hurtful language, and she revealed she released a new version of the song without the word. While there were people from the cancel culture cops present, many who called Lizzo out just wanted a change, and a change is what they got. But there were some who understood its meaning in the song to be derived from the AAVA or African-American vernacular English use of the word, quote, spaz. 
Obviously, she did the things she believed to do were best for her to do. But how do artists learn from this moment? Do what Lizzo did. I, I agree. I mean, I didn't know that term is offensive or whatnot. Neither did I. And maybe that's my ignorance. Same. But, but also, I've not used that word in, like in a decade. decades. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like props to Lizzo for actually listening to the fans and being like, sorry, I will learn from this and did something about it. Mm-hmm. And that was like the end of that. And I kind of wish that a lot of artists like do take accountability of their actions and whatnot. <coughs> Will Smith. Um, anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mikey, what's your thought? No, I mean, exactly that. She took accountability. She made the change. She apologized. She didn't try and be like, well, you know, in my blah, blah, blah. Like, nope. Like she just said, I didn't realize it was hurtful. I apologize. This is totally my fuck up. I'm making the change. I've taken the old song down. Here's the new version with the change. Here you go. Like, that's what you do. And that's why people are like, great, we don't have to cancel Lizzo because she's doing what people want. And like, that's the thing. When you get called out, you can either stand your ground and try and defend yourself, or you can take the accountability and move forward and grow from it. And those are the only two paths. There's no other path. Either stand your ground and defend it, or take the accountability and go. And yeah. she took the right path. Now, there was obviously pushback from um, a lot of African-American women who said, but that's a word we use. Why is she forced to change it? Because um, someone who was disabled and happened to be white is the one who brought it up. Um, maybe listen to a, a disabled person who happened to be black. Fine. Another discussion. And then obviously you had Cardi B forced to weigh in on it. And by force, someone tweeted her and she had to respond. Because uh, that's Cardi B. She said Lizzo should have done nothing. Because um, she's an artist, let her do her own thing. Do we need, like, a do not use dictionary? Like, do we need a dictionary of words that we shouldn't use anymore? Because I feel like maybe we're just not, maybe we're overly sensitive, but I feel like I don't know what words to use anymore and what's allowed and what's not allowed. Well, that's the thing. Language changes so frequently and what's mm-hmm. acceptable, what's not acceptable. I mean, you can look at the word queer. It was right. a slur up until what, five years ago, six mm-hmm. years ago. And then it kind of has now become a umbrella term for the entire LGBTQ plus community. And it's, it's just one of those situations where like, you can make a dictionary of don't use these words, but at the same time, like everybody knows what words are and aren't acceptable. And like, nobody's going back and looking at like artists from the early 2000s and being like, you can't say these words. Like some of Eminem's old albums all love the word faggot and like keep dropping Mm -hmm. it. And like, it's one of those situations where as language changes and as people go like, oh, but maybe that's not a word we should be using. We go from there. I think this opened a really good conversation. Like you both said, I also did not know spaz was a a derogatory term and now I've learned and it's one of those things to kind of take out of my own uh vernacular that I use I mean I wasn't using it I couldn't tell you if I've ever if I've used it since probably high school but no yeah it's definitely I think a good step but I think Lizzo has always been that kind of person yeah. where she's been in tune to reality and 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 what's okay and what's not okay um but it is a learning moment it's a learning moment for other artists and I hope 
for those who, you know, write a song. You, you, you take that into consideration and put your artist's yeah. pride away for a second and realize, okay, let's look at the full picture. When I release this song, what are people going to think? Just a thing to think about. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for our final topic? Yep. Alert the presses. Tom Holland may still, in fact, be gay because Zendaya is not pregnant. Earlier this week, a since-deleted TikTok surfaced to show an ultrasound from Zendaya and one of a show- Photoshop screenshot of, an- of Zendaya with an ultrasound and a fake picture of her in a baby bump walking with Tom Holland. On her Instagram, the Euphoria star stated that it is not true and this is why she stays off Twitter because people make stuff up for no reason. Have we gotten to the point as plebeians that we just post things on social media just to see how far they can go? And at what point does it become damaging? I mean, how many times have you tweeted Sean Mendes, are you gay? In hopes that it I goes far. <laughs> because there are other people who do it for me. Exactly. Why are people so obsessed? I can't. Did you, do you, have you seen his Instagram stories? He is, he is letting us know slowly. Same you, with Tom Holland, probably. You have blinders. Tom Holland is not gay. He and Zendaya are very much in love. And even if she was pregnant, internet needs to leave her alone. Yeah. Would you say that Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman were very much in love? I don't think so. Well, Nicole Kidman's on. married to, what's her name? Keith Urban. Thank no, you. No, but before that, they were married, remember? No. In the 90s? No. Oh, oh they I were was, the big couple. I was born in 92, Michael. <laughs> okay. So I don't, I didn't know. I didn't know who Nicole Kidman was until like her late 2000s. When Moulin Rouge came out. That was like 2001. You passed over Moulin Rouge? Oh no, Moulin Rouge was the first interaction I had with Nicole Kidman. Okay, so as like a 10-year-old, that's when you're like... Oh no, I wasn't 10. I was 16 when I saw it. It had been out for a while. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Fine, fine, whatever. Um, No shade, no shade. Just... No, well, I get it, I get just it. facts. Just not a joke, just a fact. <laughs> but to the point of like, has social media just gotten too far with people just being able to say what they want to say? Yes. And 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 when it comes to celebrities, you can do whatever you want. Well, I mean, look at Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. What we discussed last week, like mm-hmm. that. That was like a social media frenzy, especially uh-huh. on TikTok. People like editing, butchering, and like. Um, making like memes or whatever we just need to go back to a world where there was no social media that would be nice okay 2005 and before can we keep pokemon go though because like (laughs) that's kind of my shit how many pokemon do you have let's see as of this morning i have so I played it this morning. I walk my dog and play it. I go to the park and play it. It's such a fun little time. I go hang out with a friend. We're loading it now. We're going to find out. <laughs> do you play Pokemon Go? I do not. I know a lot of people that do, though. <laughs> you got to get back into it. It's a good time. Ooh, there's a Mewtwo raid happening right now. Um, <laughs> I have, as of this morning, 872 Pokemon. All wow. different, same? Or what, what is the breakdown? Um, it's all just different ones. Cause I have multiple of like, I have five Venusaur right now. Oh, gotcha. Of course. 
Well, no, because you use them for fine. different. Th- you do them for different things, like because there's the different battle leagues, so you can't like de-level them once you level them up. So I have ones for different sure. leagues, and then you have the one to mega, and then the one for the right. You have different things, Michael. Gotcha, gotcha. We'll we'll have to do a special podcast just about Pokemon Go and the evolution of Pokemon Go because it, it did out, evolve. Well, yeah, I first played it, and then I was like, "This is just too much. I'll be addicted to it." And I think a lot of you are. Um, <laughs> I have. I have never spent real money on this. Oh, good. That's good. That's good. I don't um, do that. Those, these free play games. Now, obviously Zendaya is not pregnant. If she were pregnant, good for her. Um, I mean, we, it got to the point where we, I heard that Lil Nas X was about to DM her and congratulate her until he found out it was fake. Um, what's the biggest prank you've ever pulled or the biggest prank that's been pulled on you? Jane. Oh, oh, she's, she's giggling. She's got something. <laughs> um it actually happened to me um when I was me and like some friends of mine when we were younger we had like a sleepover or whatever and they they did one of those like they put shaving cream in my hand and (laughs) tickled my face so I would have shaving cream Mm -hmm. all over my face yep Yep. that's a classic one Mikey Mm -hmm. what about you so mine it's the same situation except both ways. So I don't, I do not buy used like dolls. Like I don't need to bring that spirit into my house. I've seen Annabelle. I have seen the conjuring. I have seen the creepy possessed. I don't buy used dolls, period. So my husband, while he was in Syracuse, came home with a raggedy Ann doll, put it on the bookshelf and did not tell me it was there until I was on the phone with my mom and I looked over and I screamed because I did not expect it. And my mom thought it was so funny. So I returned the favor. I snuck it into my mother's house and waited and because, well, not snuck it in, but I went saw, saw my mom, went downstairs uh, where like the washing machine, the dryer is and made sure the dryer had clean clothes in it through the doll in there. So that when she was folding the laundry, it would tumble out. And then I got a call from her and she's like, you motherfucker. She's like, you, did, like how did it get there? And I'm like, you thought it was so funny. How'd you like it, bitch? I like that. I like that. Um, so basically, listeners, uh, DM Mikey and find out his address to send him used dolls. Absolutely not. No. And I, I don't even like to touch them because I don't want that spirit to transfer onto me. And so we had, when we were doing the Diary of Anne Frank, um, I want to say November, uh, they had one of those creepy used dolls and the girl playing Anne Frank at the end when everyone gets rounded up and she tries to hand me every night, she tried to hand me the doll to like hold on to her while we were packing our things. And like, she kept, she would like hand it to me so that I would have to touch it and then be like, I almost, I almost, Ooh, she almost got beat by me. Cause she kept doing that. I don't do it. I don't, I can't. Something about used dolls too, like they're just so like gross and like crusty too. So it's like I don't want to touch that. Well, it's because kids when they play with them and they put their essence into them and they put their joy and their love and then they cast them aside and donate them to a place and it's like that love festers into like evil and that's the perfect like conduit for for demons to uh uh-uh, no Mary I won't do it. <laughs> So would you reject my 30th birthday present to you of a whole series of Cabbage Patch dolls? Are they used or are they new? Oh, they're going to be vintage from the 80s. Absolutely not. Get Milady Sega home. 
All right, we'll see what happens. Absolutely um, not. No, I, we're gonna have we're gonna have I, a tea party with used dolls. That's gonna be your thirtieth oh, birthday. Listen, as long as they are yours and still in your possession for you, that's fine. I right, will not. You cannot send them to me. There's also a difference between like if you're gonna have like a a doll or a toy and pass it down to your kid because that's like love to love. It's the love to, I'm casting you out. I can't. That's the demons? No, Mary. Mm. All right. We'll see what we'll see what happens. But I, I love, this is what no, I love. No, we won't. We won't see what happens. <laughs> we are not doing it. So you would deny a gift from one of your favorite people on the planet? Yes. If it's a used doll, absolutely. I will not. Wow. Okay, I denied well, it from my husband. My husband was like, well, we got to keep that doll. Absolutely not. Well, it's still in the family, so it's actually sitting right over there in the corner. So it's still because there. my mother got it back into my house and put it in my bed, thinking she was going to get me back. Burn some well, sage. You're going to need to send me a picture so I can find your Raggedy Ann's friend, Raggedy Andy. No, nope. no, nope. she gets her friend back. Maybe that's why she's possessing you. No, that's, she... that's the original Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll. Sure is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Though so, I kind of want to go see her. Too. <laughs> they were doing dinner with Annabelle before the pandemic where you could like go have dinner with Lorraine Warren and she'd bring Annabelle and they had literally like Ooh. four priests like blessing her, her throughout the dinner and like they would bring out other occult objects. I wanted to do it so badly. Ooh, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> so basically what you're telling me is because I've not watched any of those movies you've said it before I need to watch them so yes. you want to do a whole series about it. Yes. Okay, we'll do it. We'll make it happen. Just because now that I know you hate dolls, I'm going to make sure dolls appear in your life all the time. No, you will um, not. No, you will not. We will fight. Um, I that that's the content we all deserve, right? No. Um, no. What are you? I both, don't. What are you both looking forward to next week? Uh, I'm going away next week, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, where are you going this time? Uh, I'm going to DC. Mm-hmm. So. So you're missing pride. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, wow. oh, we have a while. We have a while for June. Uh, I forgot that next week is the last week of June. Wow. So, so you're not even gonna go to Chateau Le Wolf to see the doggy pride brunch? No, I'm gonna miss Amanda Massacre. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm you the know worst. what? You you think um, dolls are possessed? Amanda Massacre will hex you. She will put a spell on you. Um, it's gonna be bad. I'm gonna tell Amanda get that spell ready. <laughs> oh. I'll put a spell on you. <laughs> okay. What's in DC? Who are you seeing besides Joe Biden? <laughs> um, I'm just gonna see some family and. Uh, maybe go see the cherry blossoms again because they were very lovely. Oh, I love a cherry blossom. Mikey, what are you looking forward to? Um, so there's this Pokemon Go event. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I have to see Jurassic World still. And so yes. I want to see that this upcoming week. Um, and then my theater group that we, that I've talked about before on this, we are going to be, um, we just performed at a elderly community yesterday, just as like a fun event and it was a lot of fun. And so we want to go back. So we're going to try and plan some more of those. And, and I, so we have a meeting with the entertainment director there 
to try and get more of those going. And then I feel like there's other movies that are out that are coming out. This the Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. I don't like him as an actor. No. Fuzz Lightyear. Oh, Come right. on. I will watch that on Disney Plus. Um, but have we seen the Buzz Lightyear that's at Disneyland? Oh my god. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I, oh, it's on my Instagram. Of course it is. Hold on, let me he go to the Instagram. A fucking hunk. Like this has changed. I'm surprised character that- meet and greets. Oh, Jesus Christ. If anyone knows who this gentleman is, please tell me. I need to know. Screw old Buzz Lightyear. This is the only Lightyear we need in uh, Disney now. He's a hunk. Okay. Oh, speaking of hunk, hunk of burning love, is anyone going to go see Elvis? Is it getting good reviews? Because I keep seeing it's getting terrible reviews, but... The, the kid playing Elvis, I, I don't know. I, I want to see it, but like... The Doja Cat song slaps, though. Does so it? Yeah, it's really good. Well, lots to discuss. We'll figure out what we're going to put on for next week. Um, I'm surprised you don't have Love, Victor on. I haven't watched the series at all. <gasps> it's so wait, cute. Wait, my, friend Nico, my friend Nico's in this season. He plays the new love interest. Oh, well, maybe maybe I'll, I'll binge watch it now. I got too much to binge watch still. Are we, are we is anyone, are we watching Stranger Things? <gasps> yes. I haven't. Okay, Stranger Things it, volume four will be on for the next, for next week. I got some feelings. Um, until next time, thanks for being here. Thank you, Michael. 